Welcome to Insights, an Amplify original series giving you insights on cultural myths, employee engagement, and why it all matters. I'm Nicole McLean, and I hope you're enjoying the third season of Insights. If you've been listening to our show as part of Gut Plus Science, you'll want to make sure to subscribe to the Insights feed. The next three episodes will be available here, but after that, all episodes will strictly be released on the Insights feed. We hope that you'll come and join us there. So on the people side, this is the relationships. This is the folks that, that we work with. This is the idea of, of trust, uh, a trusting environment. Paul Zak came up with a seminal work around. He works for the Neuroscience Institute and talk about trust as an incredible lubricant. You can only go as fast as trust as that, that folks have. And so this idea of, of having a base of trust where we can work with each other. Uh, manager, of course, is, is incredibly important, right? People don't leave companies. They typically leave managers. Um, and it doesn't matter how amazing the work is and the mission of the company. If we don't have that relationship with our manager, you know, we're not really going to move forward. That's Santiago echoing a statement we heard on our last episode. People don't leave companies. They leave managers. And trust is a big part of that equation. But in order for managers to build trust with their employees, trust needs to be valued throughout the organization. And that means building trust with our managers as well. So where do we start? I'd probably say my favorite hallmarks of a good manager are empathy, inclusivity, and servant leadership. So empathy, you have to be able to understand, relate to, and feel what your employees are feeling and understand how they relate, not just to customers or other employees, but to you as a manager as well. If you can't understand them, you won't be able to manage them. And then Inclusivity is essential. Uh, Martin Dempsey has a great book called Radical Inclusion, the best book I've ever read on inclusivity, where, quite frankly, if a manager is leaning on himself or herself entirely, then no matter how great they are, they will only be limited in being able to provide for the company or for their people. You need to include those around you, not just have them participate, but Have them be an integral part of what you're doing. And then servant leadership kind of speaks for itself. I've never met or worked with a manager that was egotistical and simultaneously a good manager. They focus more on, you know, the the egotistical manager might focus more on themselves than their followers and say that they are there because the people work for them and that's what their job is. But a servant leader, as a manager, understands that they're in that role for their people, and they work for the employees, not the other way around. That's Levi Schrock, who has spent the past 16 years with Custom Concrete in Westfield, Indiana, serving in roles ranging from safety and operations to human resources. Levi points out traits like empathy, inclusivity, and servant leadership as being keys to great managers and building trust within an organization. The interesting thing is that these aren't traits that we typically spend our time training people on. At best, we might expect that these traits will build themselves. And at worst, we don't even think about them. Levi posits that in order to create great managers, we should rethink what we spend our time training those managers on. Perhaps uh, something that executives can improve upon when it comes to manager efficiency or even just improvement for the managers themselves is to take a look back at what the managers are being trained in. So if you 
attend a training session at your company. I look back on hundreds of different sessions that I've either been in or helped lead. I look back and almost all of them focus on the work, whether it's profits and revenues or efficiency or risk management or coordination, production, whatever it is. It's almost always about how we can do the work better. And very, very few, you know, I probably count on my hand how many times it's been about the people and managing the people and how we help the people and the employees. And then we look back at our company and see the areas we're strong in. Maybe we made good revenue or, you know, we we made a profit this year, but we see that our turnover was sky high and our employee relationships aren't great and our engagement is low. Well, compare that with what you're training on, and it's usually not hard to see. So uh, see why those things are in place the way they are. So maybe something the executives could work more on is less training on the work, though you need it, but more of a focus towards the people themselves, the managers. And then when the managers are better at managing people and understand that side better, they'll be able to unlock potential and relationships in ways that quite frankly, nothing else would be able to do uh, without more insight, learning, perspective, growth for the managers themselves. And they'll figure it out, but they need to have the tools and equipment necessary to do that in the first place. In many ways, it goes counter to our traditional ways of thinking, but it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? We have entrusted our managers due to their proven track record of work. So let's trust them to do that work while training them on how to be great leaders. To Levi, this isn't some trendy idea or concept. It's something with universal application. Anyone can figure out how to work better or work harder. That new invention or uh, new intervention is just around the corner for any industry pretty much. But the people are always going to be the same. We'll always have people working for companies. And the companies that can figure out that piece best, who can train their people on people, well, that's universal. Not just at your company and how people work better with other employees or your own managers, but at other companies and other customers or vendors or just business-to-business relationships themselves. If we go back to those core traits that Levi shared at the top of the episode, we can begin to understand how this all might look in practice, because things like empathy and servant leadership have a certain level of healthy vulnerability. We all have personal challenges and areas of improvement in our lives, managers included. Coaching our managers to be open about how they approach those challenges can lead to more honest conversations with their employees and the challenges that they're facing. No one is a superhero that can help all the insecurities, the psychological safety of others, and simultaneously not have their own struggles that they go through. And if you can't get through your own challenges and difficulties. It's kind of like the blind leading the blind. So I would probably say for managers, the very best thing and most impactful thing you can do actually resides in your ability to get over your own psychological insecurities and then be vulnerable to sharing that and helping other employees who might be going through the exact same thing. And if you can do that, then your employees will follow you way more than any amount of perk or bonus or job positivity that you could ever offer them. 
but a real authentic manager is truly something to be coveted and desired. That kind of authenticity requires a pretty deep level of trust. And developing that level of trust takes time, but it's worth it. I talked with Jennifer Stoffer, who's been a leadership consultant for years and currently leads the manager coaching arm at Amplify, about some of the challenges that managers face today. She echoed a lot of Levi's thoughts, and as she points out, it's a challenge to balance being an authentic leader with the fact that things still have to get done. Being a manager today is hard because you're asked to be an individual contributor in terms of having your own goals and responsibilities, um, but then you're also managing people, and managing people has a lot of gray area around it. Everyone is motivated to a different extent. Um, team dynamics can ebb and flow, balancing your ability to be fully present and authentic for your team, and then also being a high-quality contributor to your organization, it, it's, it can feel like a lot, and people can feel stretched thin in that way. The good news is what Jennifer sees when we coach our managers to be better leaders, to build trust, to ensure that when we invest in our managers, it not only increases their engagement, but the engagement of those who report to them. Managers want to be good leaders. They want to win. They want to be successful. They want to lead their team in the right direction. And so I know that what we're doing has a powerful impact because I've seen it and I've felt it. I've observed it. It shows up in the data, obviously, when we see increases in the score, um, but it also shows up in other ways in terms of the connections that managers tell me that they're making with their people, the amount of kind of collaboration and cohesion that they feel as a team, um, the way that they're able to navigate conflict, the way that they're able to bring out the best in themselves and, and be able to have that trickle down into their employees wanting to come to work every day and, and do a great job for, for the sake of like greater good. And um, that just feels, it's so tangible and it's so powerful. It is powerful, isn't it? Because when we make building trust a priority, when coaching and developing our managers, it spills out to their employees. And when that happens, our best employees are far more likely to stick around. It's something that Levi has seen time and again. But I think about people who maybe they don't love the work that they do. They like it and they like different aspects of their job, but they will stay late, come early. They'll do tasks they don't even like to do because of their love and respect for their manager. You know, we all work and Sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's grueling, but it's work. It's not supposed to be great all the time, but people will do some pretty astounding things, not because of their love or hate for the work, but because of their love or respect in their manager. And sometimes that's the greatest strength that we could ever have at our company isn't that we do the work super well necessarily, and that's not necessarily what motivates the employee, but if our managers are really on key with the people and have good managerial ability in leading the people, well, then our employees will stay all day long and do exactly what we need them to do for the better reason than just because they like the work. But it doesn't end there. Remember last week when we talked with Kevin Cruz about surveying our employees to learn how we can make our organizations better? 
When that trust bleeds out across our company at all levels, guess what? That trust leads to much more honest and transparent feedback. Weren't invested in as much as the first example. This idea of communication matters. In fact, when we look at the companies that really do this well, that authentically and transparently share the wins, the losses, the strengths, and the weaknesses of their engagement results, what happens is you have increasing levels of employee participation over time. It creates this flywheel that employees say, well, nobody got fired by being honest with this data. Something actually got done. Oh, my, I actually want to participate in the next one. Uh, and all of a sudden, you start to get 80, 85, 90, 95 percent participation rate of all employees enthusiastically participating in a survey because they under by closing the loop with them on communication, they understand that this matters. Leadership takes it seriously. And then, in fact, maybe if they have an idea for how to improve the assembly line or the customer service, that maybe they should speak up because maybe management and leadership actually wants to know and they might actually take action on something. And that is a really great segue to what comes next. When trust becomes a core theme throughout an organization, our feedback becomes much more valuable and productive. And when we get that honest feedback, what do we do with it? Well, that's what we'll be talking about on the next episode. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about what truly makes a good manager great and how leaders can identify those ideal qualities to scale manager success across the organization, you'll want to download our report on the qualities of an effective manager. To gain access, just go to amplify.com slash report, E-M-P-L-I-F-Y dot com slash report. 